And yeah, it is totally fine to feel those frustrations and those disappointments, but own that you feel them because you're focusing on them and own that you can make a different choice in any moment. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to introduce Elizabeth Benton to you. She's the founder of Primal Potential and the author of a book called Chasing Cupcakes. I mean, of course, you want to go grab that book because it's an amazing transformational toolkit for you to use to get your mindset right in order to increase your self-worth and go after what it is that you truly want. But truly, as the founder of Primal Potential, Elizabeth is like no other. She is someone that walks the talk and also shows you how. So she's built amazing programs, amazing business acumen, and she's an awesome podcaster herself. So you better check out her podcast too. And I'm really excited to just share her journey with you today because I know it will have inspiration and and continue the impact that she's putting out into the world. So let's just jump right in. And I I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. My guest is Elizabeth Benton. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such an honor to have you on the show because, first of all, your podcast is amazing. And then also, like your broadcast voice is amazing. Like You interviewed me for a radio show that you have going on. And I was like, oh my God, this is like a true professional on the other side. I need to up my skills. <laughs> so first and foremost, I just want to thank you for being with me today. And the way I love to kick off the show is for you to share your badass journey to date. So you can literally share whatever part of the journey you feel our listeners will benefit from. And that will kick off our conversation. All right. Well, my journey really started as cliche as it sounds. When my mom was pregnant with me, she was really sick. And that meant for me that I was a fat baby. My metabolism in utero slowed down to nothing. And it kind of kicked off my shame journey, my unworthiness journey, because I was the token fat kid in an otherwise really thin and healthy family. And my whole life, my whole career came to surround my weight and my unworthiness. And as much as you know, it certainly wasn't about the pounds I put on, that really shifted the trajectory of my career and my personal relationships. I was a fat baby, a fatter kid, an obese adult, And I was obsessed with trying to lose weight. So much so that I left a scholarship. I was studying Latin and Greek on a scholarship. And I walked away from it to study nutrition because I wanted to figure this out. And when I got a degree in nutrition, my first job out of college was as an anti-obesity educator. 
But here's the deal. They hired me and I was over 300 pounds at the time. And I'm 5'5", five, five, so you know, if I was 7'5", that might be a bit of a different story, but I am uh, five foot five inches, and I was just obsessed with this. And I was so sure that if I could just figure out my own weight issue, that then I would help everybody else figure out theirs. The interesting thing that happened there, though, is that I, I realized I didn't have a weight issue. I had a worthiness issue. And I had a limiting belief issue. And the reason I came to that was because I was excelling, not as the anti-obesity educator. I moved on from that and I worked for a dietary supplement company. And I was really good at my job. I was great at my job. And I knew I was great at my job. And I was really great at a lot of other things too. I I got out of debt. I paid off $130,000 in less than two years, not making a lot of money. So I was determined And I would ask myself, how is it, why is it that I can be so productive and effective in these other areas of my life when they don't matter near as much to me as my health and my weight? And if you would ask me then, Elizabeth, what do you want more than anything else? I would say, I don't want to struggle with my weight anymore. I don't want to be obsessed with food. I don't want to be always on or off a diet. And yet I was binging on Hostess cupcakes in the parking lot of gas stations like every day, you know? And when I realized that it wasn't that I was unmotivated, because I was motivated, when I realized that it wasn't that I just wasn't consistent, because I was consistent, then I started to realize the deeper issues. And that's what led me to the work I do now, really helping people live up to their potential, identify those limiting beliefs and move beyond them. I love it. And and with primal potential, what what was the pivotal point that showed you it's now time to launch this as an impact-based business? It actually, I wish I could say that it was just like the right time and I was so sure. What really happened though is it became kind of a conflict in my last job. So I mentioned I was the director of product development and I worked for a supplement company and we had a weight loss line. And at that point I had lost over a hundred pounds and I was in a semi-public position and people would come to me at all these events and Elizabeth, which of the products are you taking? And, you know, I, I really had a lot of respect for my employer, but I also really value honesty. And so I felt at that time that the only way to live by the principles that matter to me and and hold that respect and esteem for my employer and the great products that they produce while also being really honest was to step away from that role. And while it wasn't quite that pretty, that's essentially what was the catalyst for me to say, you know, I don't know what it looks like, but I want to help people. And I can't ethically to my standard help people and be in this position at the same time. Yeah, and that's beautiful that you found that clarity um, through a painful decision. You know, it's not easy to let go of a successful role where it's feeding one area of who you are, but then seeing that lacking energy or the the pull to your to your true calling because of all the success you actually have had in this environment and the work that you do and you know writing your book and getting your message out there, the impact is exponential because it's it's your design. And so yeah. I, I totally understand that struggle because a lot of our listeners are 
seeking that inspiration of how to go after what they truly want in order to align it with what they do every day. So one of the things I wrote down is, as you were talking to is being highly functional in our dysfunction. You know, it's like knowing that you're saying literally in utero, this, these problems started for you and really crept into about when did the shift start for, for the transformation in your body in order to represent on the outside what you've always desired from the inside? Like what, what was that time frame like? Probably uh, right at the end of my 20s. So when I was 29, about, yeah. um, I had been married for a few years, just living in that check the box kind of mentality where I get up early and I go to work and I work really hard and I'm super stressed out. And because I'm stressed out, I pick up takeout and, you know, oh, well, I had Mexican food, so I might as well have ice cream and try again tomorrow. That all shifted. I sort of got to this point. I just didn't want to live that way anymore. Yeah. And I had felt that way for such a long time. But at that point, everything was, was suffering from saying yes to what I wanted in a moment without acknowledging that it meant saying no to what I wanted more, what I wanted most. And living in that kind of with blinders on and really confusing happiness and pleasure. I was choosing pleasure at the expense of happiness, but I wasn't aware of it. And then finally, I just, no more of this. I don't want to be the person who's just surviving the days, wishing for something else. I was the queen of living in the when-thens. When I get out of debt, then I'll do this. When I lose 140 pounds, then I'll do this. And what that meant was losing time and losing time, and I won't get those years back. Nope, exactly. And what are some of the disciplines you have in place now to, to keep that newfound mantra, way of living, You know what truly does uh, help your potential excel? Can you share some of the disciplines that you lean into when maybe you're feeling tested or, or wanting to revert back to some older behaviors? Oh, that's such a great question. And there are some mindset tools and then some really tactical tools. From a mindset perspective, when you start... Because everything is a story. We convince ourselves, we tell ourselves, we sell ourselves. And if I start to say, I just don't even care. I just, you know, I just need to check out and get a bottle of wine and a pint of ice cream. I'll say... Very real, very true. I would love to have ice cream and wine and just sit on the couch and refresh tomorrow. But what else is true? And I just develop a pattern of asking myself that. What else do I want? And I shared a story on my podcast about a few days before Thanksgiving, how I had bought some stuff to bring to the family Thanksgiving. And so there was a bunch of stuff around that I wouldn't normally have at the house. And I started to think those thoughts of like, who cares? It's Thanksgiving, come Monday, blank slate. And then I just said, you know, but what else is true? While it is very true that that chocolate chip banana bread would be delicious, what is also true is that afterwards, I would feel strongly that it wasn't worth it, that I don't want to be that version of me anymore. And so I'm a huge fan of questions. I just ask myself questions. It's not, no, you can't have that. It's not, no, that's bad for you. Is it worth it? How are you going to feel 
tonight when you're laying in bed, tomorrow morning when you wake up, are you going to be like, way to go, girl? You know, I ask myself those questions. And then the real tactical tool is I journal every single day, but not in a like food diary way at all. I ask myself every single day, who do I want to be? How do I want to feel as I go through this day? And that really applies to my work. It applies to my professional relationships, my personal relationships, and my relationship with myself. How do I want to feel as I go through this day? If I were the best version of me going through this day, what would that look like? And so I have a series of questions in my daily journaling that usually only takes me about two to five minutes, but it is a beautiful tool that helps me win the day I'm in. Yeah, I love that because one of the the tools I share in in my book, Lead with Value, it's is how to rise with intention. Mm-hmm. And so the what you just described is it's like you're setting the intention in your journaling exercise of what the day is going to be about and also how you show up in it, right? Like to be able to say, um, I'm going to intently love more today because that is one of my key core values. I love to lean into it and, and just to, to do it first thing. And in a journaling exercise, and it's been coming up a lot actually across the episodes I've been sharing, journaling is something that really translates desire into tangible because you've written it down and it's now in front of you. It has come out of your body into a tangible form. And so it makes it almost uh, feel more real when you go through that exercise. And it really does set that intention in a way that makes it clear. And I love that you have consistent questions you check in on for yourself so that that discipline of also giving yourself permission when it doesn't feel right. Because not every day is a glorious and tentful day, right? Like we all have our days of hard, our days of sad, our days of stress, and don't necessarily lean into these um, disciplines to awaken ourselves to what's truly going on. And so I'm curious when you're having a hard day, um, because I know our listeners will benefit from this too. It's like when you are in the struggle, if you if you're your past version of yourself thinking about this as you were starting to evolve into who you now are, how did those journal exercises go? Or was there a different discipline that you had to put in place so that that self-worth leveling that you were climbing up on right, could actually lead you versus triggers that set you back? So one of my core beliefs is that I am my own mood maker. So if I am frustrated, it is because I made myself so with either what I focused on, where I placed my attention, the thoughts that I fueled with my attention, because the reality is when something happens, it is a moment. The reason it continues is because we continue to fuel it with our attention. So when, and I totally am with you, I have those moments where I'm frustrated, I'm impatient, I'm angry, I'm hurt. But I take responsibility for the fact that I decide how long I stay there. I am my own mood maker. And that is a really, really powerful redirect. I have the ability, as we all do, and it's a skill that we have to build through practice, but I can, in any moment, lift my mood. And the strategies are different, right? Some days a workout is like, no, I'm not going. It's not going to be the thing I choose today. 
but I can focus on what is good and what is right and what is possible. And then the other thing that I do is I think about uh, this. I don't know why this resonates with me so much. I wrote about it in my book, but let's say your washing machine breaks, right? And it's a new machine and you call the 800 service number and you're like, my washing machine broke. And the woman on the other end of the phone or the man on the other end of the phone says, well, that really sucks. I can't believe that. I will tell you, no matter how many times we try to improve these machines, they just always break. And like, now what are you going to do? I mean, do you know where the nearest laundromat is? We would never, ever expect to hear that from a customer service agent. Their job is to solve our problems. Like, we don't need their sympathy. We need solutions. And I refuse to hold a you know, $20 an hour customer service rep to a higher standard for solving problems in my life than I hold myself. So if I called about the washing machine, what I want is for somebody to say, I'm so sorry to hear that, Elizabeth. These are the things that we can do for you. We can have a technician out tomorrow. We can have a new machine to your place on Saturday. We can give you a credit, whatever it is. So that's the minimum standard because I certainly hold myself to a higher standard of solving my problems than a stranger. So when I'm in a funk, I'm like, ah, customer service is an inside job. I need to hold myself to a high standard of what is the problem. And I like to do that in one sentence. In one sentence, what is the problem? Because otherwise we get into the story and the emotions and the feelings and all of that. One sentence, what's the problem? Once I have clarity on the problem, what am I doing about it? Yeah, the multiple solutions always helps then also make it seem not so grandiose, right? And I love your quote of saying, I am my own mood maker. I just want everyone to pause and literally say that to themselves as they are listening to this. I am my own mood maker. The the level of control you receive from saying these I am statements is that it's true to you and it puts yourself in a position to decide what mood you want to be in. And again, it is okay, 100% okay to have those down days. We just don't want them leading you into dysfunctional decisions, right? That that perpetuate something you're truly uncomfortable with or you truly want to see a transformation on and um, and find the methods to get to the what's next. So I love that. I am my own mood woman maker. You guys are going to be saying that to yourselves all day and make sure you quote Miss Elizabeth Benton on it. So tell us about Chasing Cupcakes. So that is the name of Elizabeth's book. How did that come about? What was that journey like? Let's share that with our listeners as well. So uh, the title is kind of a, a funny short story. I was toying with all these titles that didn't really feel great. The book is about creating change. And so I'm like, change maker and all these different plays on the word change, but they all felt kind of meh, you know, I was just a little flat and I wasn't excited. And one of my dear friends said, go with your gut. And in a very lighthearted, self-deprecating way, I said, well, if I truly go with my gut, I'll call it Chasing Cupcakes. And uh, they were like, well, that's actually really brilliant. And on the cover is a cupcake with a stick of dynamite in it instead of a candle. And the reason that that's there is because for so long, I was chasing this thing. 
that I told myself was so special, right? Overindulging, sleeping in, skipping workouts, spending money. And I told myself just this partial truth about how good it was, confusing pleasure and happiness. And all the while, it was blowing up my whole world. So the book is really the resource I wish I had. Because I could read for years, and I did, all about all of these tactical strategies, but nobody was telling me, what do you do when you just don't want to, you know? What do you do when you just say, I don't care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all these things I said I would do and I said I wanted, but I don't care today. Like, screw you and your strategies today. I had so many of those moments where I was frustrated by what was ahead and I didn't think I would ever get there. And I doubted myself and I was stressed out and I was working too much and I didn't have the tool for those moments. So I wanted to create a resource, a tool book, not a rule book at all because I don't believe in rules, but a tool book to help people create change in those moments when they're talking themselves out of it. I love that. And and I know you had an epic launch with it. And so it's really cool that it's out in the world because I'm all about those tools also. Like I when I wrote my first version of my Be a Badass book, it was a 250 page, like almost like an expansive journal entry. <laughs> like it was a total shit show of a book. <laughs> And I and I went through that process. I mean, six months of writing and putting it together. And I had a writing coach, and then I would get like the edits back, and 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 then I would read it, and I would like, who gives an f? Literally, as I'm reading my own damn story, and so I scrapped it because I was like, you know what? It's not about me, and and it really like my true energy is about that impact, and impact comes through tools. It comes through ways of helping others get through their journey with ease. So I love that Chasing Cupcakes is is a tool book because we all need it. You know, like there's different ways of learning and then also how best to apply it yeah. is what a tool is all about. And and that's really cool that you put it out. What was the best moment of launching that book for you? I mean, every day when people send me their highlights or their, you know, dog-eared corners or their notes in the margin, reading it on vacation, like I, I will never tire of seeing what changed for some somebody when they read that, oh, and they had that aha moment. So whether they're tagging me on Instagram in the photo or they're emailing me, it recreates that sense of all of those months of struggle were worth it. Because as you know, there are so many times in the book writing process where you're like, screw it, who cares? (laughs) I'm done. I'm shelving this for five years. So yeah, I I think any moment where any individual is moved by something in there, I I can't, there are no words for how that makes me feel. Oh, awesome. Like I, I, well, let's, let's challenge our listeners then to help raise the vibration for you in appreciation for your book. So as you guys go ahead and as you're listening, take a snapshot of this podcast and post it on Instagram and tag both Elizabeth and I in it. And then I will um, a contest to see, you know, just draw a name out and we will gift you 
one of my books and one of Elizabeth's books. If you actually have Elizabeth's book and you're listening and you go ahead and post a picture of it and what your number one takeaway was from her book, I will then send you a signed copy of my book so that you can also get another toolkit for joining us today because that's what we're all about. That's what where Elizabeth and I are so aligned in our hearts of service is really to help you push through and get aligned with who you are but truly do it every single day. Find the best version of you to show up every single day because the world is waiting for you to shine. You know, We know what it's like to live under a burdensome mindset, not feel worthy, not feel like we're good enough. And the success you see in us from a distance was because we both have been on a crazy badass journey to get here, right? Like it didn't come without climbing through the pain, climbing through the muck and finding methods that we leverage to get us to where we are today. So that's just some encouragement for you if you're listening and you're in that space of wanting to get to some next level, up level into whatever it is you're looking for. Just know that we're walking alongside you on that journey and we hope you connect with us because that's what we're here for. So tell me a bit, Elizabeth, about how best folks can connect with you grab your book, understand more about Primal Potential. How would you like folks to connect? Um, The Primal Potential podcast is probably a great place to start. I've got about 600 episodes and 1,500, 1,600 five-star reviews. So definitely check out the Primal Potential podcast or just go to primalpotential.com, snoop around. You can shoot me an email, uh, direct message me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. I read every email that comes into my inbox. I respond to every email that comes into my inbox. So if I can be of support or service, it would be a joy. Awesome. And definitely continue to connect because you will you will benefit from knowing Elizabeth and having her in your world. Tell me a little bit first before we close out today's conversation. What are you focused on right now? What are you going after right now? Whew. I am, this is launch week for me for my 12 week coaching group. And we've made some really cool improvements. For the first time, I've created a physical identity journal. Uh, so the shipment of those arrived just yesterday. We're getting them out to our new clients and we are heads down, full steam ahead for that launch. And I'm just, I'm so excited. We've got a new software platform, we've got the new journal, so many amazing improvements. And it's just, it's going to be great. Oh, that's how transformative. I love that you're putting this together because I know it's been a focus of yours and now it's going to come to fruition in a way that will just totally exceed your expectations because I know how you go all in to everything you do. <laughs> so these people are going to benefit those the just women only in your coaching program? No, I always have a few men every single oh. time. So yeah, we've got a lot of women, but I love those token male energies. Oh, makes it so fun. Yeah. And I do have a lot of good male listeners. So you guys check it out if you're looking to connect in a deeper way. It's, it, it is an amazing coaching program for you to be a part of. I just want to thank you, Elizabeth, for joining me today. And in order to close out our show, I ask this one simple question. Are you ready? I am ready. Awesome. How do you define what a badass is? I think that it is about owning your mental state in every moment. It goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, being a mood maker. And yeah, 
It is totally fine to feel those frustrations and those disappointments, but own that you feel them because you're focusing on them and own that you can make a different choice in any moment, whether it's because you're fighting with a loved one or you're upset with a coworker or some catastrophic thing happened in your life, you have the ability to change your energy in any and every moment. And I think that makes somebody a badass. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.